your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Said now, uh, Finnegale Senator uh, Limerick based Maria Byrne is with me in the studio. And uh, good morning to you, Maria, and happy new year to you. Morning, Joe, and many happy returns. So, you released a statement saying that you've written to the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, uh, about the situation at the emergency department at the University Hospital Limerick. That's right, Joe, and I suppose I've been engaging with Minister Donnelly for quite a while regarding my concerns regarding the hospital. And it didn't just start now, it started way back. And certainly I know that the last time I suggested to Minister Donnelly that he visit the hospital, he did an unannounced visit and it did happen. And he, he saw the hospital, I suppose, in the state that it was in that day. But I suppose at the moment we've unprecedented numbers and Limerick is reportedly the worst, you know, in terms of numbers. And I'd like to pay compliment not only to the patients, but also to the staff that are working under those circumstances. And I suppose when the state of emergency was announced on Monday, um, you know, an awful lot of staff that were on holidays or were off or whatever, they presented themselves to help with looking after patients. But I do believe that for Minister Donnelly to see it and the crisis management team that he put in place a while back in terms of the hospital, they need to come to visit the hospital and they need to do it now. Has the crisis management team had any impact? Well, I I know I've written to the Minister myself a few times asking what was their remit? Was there any report back from them? And you know, we were due to have a meeting before Christmas to report back what had happened to date. It didn't happen. I take it this meeting will happen sooner rather than later because, you know, all the representatives in, in the Midwest obviously are very concerned about this and about patient safety and, 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 and staff safety as well. So who was due to attend that meeting? Well, we had an initial meeting with where we were introduced to the crisis management team there about two months ago, I'd say around October and it's a management team that were being brought in from Dublin uh, led by a doctor and, you know, people with expertise and they were to look at the different areas of the hospital to see, you know, what areas were working, what areas weren't and how maybe it could be better managed and maybe even to look at the other hospitals because I believe the other hospitals and the, the, the um, you know, the community care units as well that if they were to look at them and see there are possibly people that are going to the hospital that could be actually looked after or assessed, you know, within these community care units or within other hospitals as well. Okay, so that was the initial meeting. You're saying that what the TDs and senators from the Midwest region were due to meet again uh, to be further briefed before Christmas, but that didn't happen. It, it, it didn't happen, but the minister, Is there any explanation? Did, the, the minister did acknowledge that it would be happening soon. And right, then, I, mean, then the, I, I make the obvious point here, which is that this was, you know, entirely predictable. I mean, we raised this with Professor Brian Lenehan yesterday and that the INMO were talking about this in mid-year and saying this is going to be a huge issue at precisely this time of year mm. and you and your colleagues didn't get the briefing you were looking for before Christmas. Well, you know, I mean, I suppose this is something that didn't just start in the hospital today or yesterday. It's been going on for quite a while, as you've acknowledged there. And certainly, you know, looking at the figures, I suppose, of people that presented 
over 50% of the 56 people that were um, presented had influenza and COVID type symptoms. So I suppose that is there, you know, an added on um, problem. But, but, but as you know, in Australia, where they had their winter, they had a significant flu outbreak. And in the same way that the vaccine is used uh, to check what's happened in the Southern Hemisphere for the Northern Hemisphere winter, it was obvious that we were going to get a very significant flu outbreak as we have RSVs, COVID is still an issue, all of the other things. And it, it just feels, you know, to, and you, you're dealing with people on the ground in Limerick all the time yourself, Maria, so you know that what I'm saying here is, is pretty obvious. But people are just beyond their limit of patience when it comes to the ED. And, and I think it's a fear factor as well, Joe, because I am concerned about patients that don't go to the hospital because they're afraid to go there. And, you know, I suppose there is so much negativity around the hospital and rightly so because of, you know, what's going on there. But, you know, we have to think of very serious patients that, that need to go to the hospital that are afraid as well to go. Um, and that's why... But I mean, I would say, and I don't want to be over dramatic here, but if, if, if my GP said to me, you have to go to the ED now, I would go. Because they're the experts. Yes. But I'd certainly be concerned. Yeah. Well, the thing is that, and that's why I'm saying that, you know, the minister, and, and I did mention this to him, and I've also spoken to um, the Taoiseach's office as well, the people there that deal with the whole health side of it. And I do believe that, you know, we need to look at the, the community care centres. You know, we've got one there, down there in Kings Island. There's one at the top of Wolftone Street. It's called Barrick View. And, you know, the people can go in there for assessments and they can go in there and if we could, if they could look at better use of those centres, better use of St John's, uh, Nina and Ennis and possibly some of the, the medical assessment, like at the moment they're using the medical assessment unit as inbeds. If they could, and some people need to go to the medical assessment unit urgently, obviously. So if they could look at those other hospital hospitals in terms of maybe carrying out some of the medical assessments in those hospitals and possibly open them for longer hours. Um, because some of them close at six o'clock, others close at eight o'clock. The small injuries unit in St. John's for many and years. Uh, and is that, is that beyond what they're doing under the major internal incident protocol? And we've heard from Brian Lennon talking about opening up wards that aren't generally open and mm-hmm. cancelling outpatient appointments and day wards being more available and crewing being used for medical uh, patients. Is, is this an extra element you're saying? Uh, well, th- there are other there are, you know, the, these community care centres. There's also, um, you know, and I know that since Tuesday, since the crisis uh, was, I suppose, announced on Tuesday and uh, where they looked, the incident, the, what do they call it, the internal, major internal incident where they asked for staff that were off duty or whatever to come back in, uh, that they have looked at other beds that they, I also saw that the ministers reported as speaking about using beds in private hospitals, you know, for people that need step down beds, engaging with nursing homes. Um, but it doesn't just need to happen now. It needs to happen on the long term because people, you know, that are possibly in, haven't anyone to go home to, but are ready to be discharged. They need to be found and, a bed. In and, a, and I mean, when you write to the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, urging him to visit on the ground at University Hospital Limerick. Clearly, you're not doing that simply for the optics. So what would the benefit, the actual benefit be 
of Minister Donnelly coming. Well, I, I think Minister Donnelly and his crisis management team were to come and to see the hospital at its worst. I think, you know, he has a number of meetings a day, I'm sure, with, you know, with the hospital, with the overall national crisis management team. But I do believe seeing something you know, at its worst. And, and, and to see see it in person, I think, gives you a different reflection to what you're hearing over a phone or in a Zoom meeting or whatever. So I, I do believe if they were to come down and, you know, the, the crisis management team, I believe, should be down here full time now. They should be looking at the different areas. How can we better use utilise this ward? You know, does this person uh, need to be kept for another night? Can they be discharged? I, I, I do believe that, you know, there are other hospitals as well, not only the ones in the region, but I noticed that they asked the National Ambulance Service that if somebody uh, didn't need critical care, that they be sent to maybe another appropriate hospital. So, you know, they, they, they need to start looking for out, outside the box. Really. I, I, think, I think the hardest thing for people in Limerick is, you know, we have heard announcements in the past. We have heard about new beds going in and they have gone in and other measures being taken. But it does appear as though we're forever chasing the problem. And the question that most people are asking is, will it ever improve? Or are we just going to have to face in perpetuity an emergency department that is in Karma crisis, to use the word of the year last year. Well, I know that numbers were up by over 5% in terms of the, the amount of people that presented themselves at A&E uh, in 2022, certainly. And uh, there was over 80,000, um, you know, close to 80,000 people actually went through the hospital. And certainly, you know, I mean, it's... It, it, <laughs> I, I do believe that it is solvable, but I think everybody needs to come together from the management to the staff to, you know, that if somebody has an idea, even if it sounds like it's off the wall, it needs to be examined and see, will this work? Because I do believe that it's about bringing fresh eyes, um, maybe people that have, you know, in Waterford, they've actually reduced their trolley numbers. They rarely have person on a trolley now. They brought in a crisis management team down there. They utilised nursing home beds. They used other hospitals in the region when their numbers surged. So I think we in University Hospital Limerick that they need to start looking at these kind of ideas and and, and because obviously people need, you know, especially people when they're very sick, they need to be looked after. But we also, I know that from speaking to some staff, like staff morale is on the floor because you know I mean they're 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 working so hard under really difficult circumstances so I think they need to be supported okay. as well uh, and, and finally I mean, any sense that the minister will do what you ask that he will come down here well my understanding is that he was bringing a paper to cabinet today uh, the cabinet meetings on as we speak as we're speaking here um, my understanding is that he is to um speak to the media, I think around one o'clock time. So um, I'm sure after that, I, I did receive acknowledgement of my email and that it would be brought to the Minister's attention. So Joe, certainly if I do hear anything, I will come back to you. Right. Uh, Fine Gael, Senator Maria Byrne, thank you very much for your time this morning in the studio. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live.